I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Emphasis on the Prem, and thank God for that. All is well in the world of the Premier League. That goes for both Patrick and myself. Everything's just fine. Please stop asking. Please stop asking. Today is Thursday, December 10th, match week on say 11 recap. Patrick, you ran the Champions League Europa League preview show earlier in the week. How does it feel mm-hmm. to be back in your natural role? Are you happy or do you miss a taste of that Nico Cantor Galasso show life? I got to say, I miss, I miss a little bit of the frenetic energy that comes mm-hmm. with running the agenda. So I'm excited to get back to, uh, I think Euro show will make a re- reappearance in the spring. Um, Late winter, early spring, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But I, whenever I, the I round feel, of thirty-two kicks off, yeah, I do feel much more at home, much more at home now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I felt like I had to pick up a little bit of it, dropping the match week on say, just the way Nico rolls his R's when uh, mm-hmm. pronouncing Real Madrid. Yeah, I think you need to do a little bit better getting from one segment to another. You know, I think you need to study them, really lock in, just you know, study the greats. It's good feedback. I'll take that on. Well, this past week, across the board, before we get into our games, 2,000 fans back in what felt like every stadium except Manchester. And I have to say, Patrick, I really I really enjoyed it. It, it felt almost like every team, even, even the Giants, like even a Stanford Bridge, it felt like it had that small local team crowd because they were energetic they were excited to be there and you also picked up on some of the fruitiest of language as uh arlo would put it when the hot mic would pick something up you would get the full feel of the pork pies back in their seats it feels just a little bit more psychotic than a, than a full <laughs> than a full stadium it kind of it like imagine i imagine it's kind of got a similar vibe to like a really a really testy high intensity lower lower league game where you don't have that many folks there and it's yeah yeah, it kind of takes you back to those smaller, smaller fixtures and you know simpler times, if you will. Uh, but they're, they they make a hell of a lot of noise, James. I, mean, I know it wasn't as loud, but Anfield sounded like it made a difference. Chelsea sounded good. Spurs, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. much as I hated it, they sounded good. Um, there's some. There's the fans were the fans made an impact. I was glad to see them back. It's a bit weird been... that some some teams can't have them. It seems like a weird competitive advantage, but you know that's not. I guess it is my place to say. I think it's a weird competitive advantage. Some, <laughs> Wait some, a second. <laughs> some, I don't really have a platform to express these feelings. Yeah, that some teams get them and others don't. Uh, I think I've, one, of, one of the coaches said it, but I'd agree with whoever said it, where let's, let's do it when we can all do it. Um, but yeah, making an impact for sure. Yeah, good to see him. I will say that it was it was good. I think in the uh, I think in the NBC Sports package they interviewed all the Spurs fans who I guess it was like a lottery system. The the season ticket holders, the, the lucky two thousand of them got tickets, and they were interviewing them outside, and they were like, "This is my golden ticket. I feel like Willy Wonka." And then another person was like, "This is better than the vaccine." <laughs> Just like, all right, let's let's calm down for a second. Well, yeah, you also have to think like you know, uh, not to make this our our conspiracy cast, but what are the types of people that are going to the first first open games in the in the country 
you know, I think those people are going to be a little, mm-hmm. a little more excited for football than vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, enough said, enough said. We'll <laughs> leave that for conspiracy pod. I was about to, I was about to step on a landmine there, but Hey, we have not been canceled yet and I don't intend on it. Speaking of canceling, we are trying to cancel 2020 so hard that we're already going into new year's resolutions 2021 and it's happening right now. We're trying to keep this pod to 45 minutes. We've been saying that since we started. Watch us go. We're doing game of the week, lame of the week, shame of the week. And again, I think we pretty much agreed beforehand what these were going to be. Fight us on Twitter about it. Game of the week, Patrick. Chelsea leads the return of Spygate, believe it or not. Remember when we covered that last year and we had mm-hmm. no idea who uh, Bielsa was? Well, little did we know. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all. It just seems exactly like what he would be doing. Return of Bamford yeah. as well, scoring at his, um, his old club to kick things off. Mm-hmm. I, um, that to me, and a game of the week, I think there were a couple contenders. You could, you could say Liverpool. Um, you could say Palace. You could say United. But this to me, Patrick, the first half of Chelsea Leeds, I'll, I'll say it. It was the most entertaining game of football I've watched this season so far. You maybe, maybe like Liverpool comparable to Liverpool leads at the beginning of the season, but just the way these two teams went toe to toe with quality, it wasn't just reckless, like let's lump players up there. It was, it was with pace and quality and ability to play out of tight situations with pace. Like this was a very, very entertaining game. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Leeds, Leeds doesn't back down from anybody. Chelsea on form are are one of, one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in, in, in the league. Um, and so, yeah, they came right at one of the hottest teams, and obviously that, that team stayed hot. So it's just it's it was great to see, like, like you said, it was end to end stuff, controlled stuff. You could you could see the press, you could see the class of both these teams. Uh, definite standout players. Uh, I'm not sure um, when um, what's his face uh, Werner's going to score again. Nailed if it. he'll score again, but oh, he's uh, actively he's, trying not to score. Yeah, he's I mean, he's, he's taking away other people's goals at this point, <laughs> but he's he's he he's a he's a top player. He's 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 really he 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 makes a huge huge impact. Obviously, the assist on the last goal. Is um, he? I I think he is. I do. Yeah, I I think he'll find his finishing boots. I think if if, if those are the things that are mm-hmm. missing, uh, and he's being he's being creative, he's being disruptive. Um, so I think that I think it'll it's only a matter of time for him. His XG is off the that. charts. I mean, it has to be. It has it's to gotta be. be. Whenever we get our stat intern, he'll be right on that. But yeah, it, it, the old plow horse, Olivier Giroud, had to pick up for Werner's baffling inability to score goals. Um, he he justified his selection with a classic Giroud goal. I mean, he's been, it's, it's just what he does. It's what he does. It's, it's time for, for France to have another big competition, and he just turns it on. I don't know what he does mm-hmm. in between, but he's like, coming I need the to be. Yeah. He's like, I need to be the striker in that France team who goes to the major tournament, does not score goals, but leads the team in assists. Is Benzema still frozen out? Because he's he's been in great form the last year or so. He has been. I, yeah, that's funny. I remember that. That I don't know. That seemed to be involving, like, what was it, Frank Ribéry? It was a bit of a teammate scuffle, and Ribéry mm. long since retired, so maybe it's like, but the champs I'm back, still there. I'm back so baby. That's the only thing. Kept him out. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, he's been good. And that was interesting because he was, I think it was just like two, three weeks ago, Lampard was like, yeah, if he wants to go in January, he can go in January. And there was talking mm-hmm. about him going to one of the French sides, like Marseille or something like that, where he could, you know, just walk in and be the first team striker, get a ton of minutes, 
get in good form before the international competitions go. Now I'm left to ask the question, is, did, with being where they are in the Champions League, with being where they are in the league, can Chelsea afford mm-hmm. to lose Giroud? I don't know. I think they're playing it right. I think they're playing it right where they're being very clear that he's going to have limited opportunities, but he will have some opportunities. And obviously, if you take your opportunities to the extent that he has, you work your way back into the team. But at the same time, I think Giroud, you know, as long as there's clear communication, he could probably still press for a move in January. And I don't think they would be, um, you know, I, I don't I don't think it would be quite right for them to obviously he's under contract. But, you know, I think he's been such a servant. They would they would honor those wishes. But obviously, no, right now, why would that. you um, why would you drop him from your starting 11? Um, he Giroud to me is like the pundit's choice to 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 shove it in people's faces if like if you say to a pundit that Giroud's not a good striker they'll be like well you just don't know football because he does this that and the other thing and smart movement and like yes and no he's also very streaky like i i remember you were talking about how many assists ozil would have if Giroud was not his strike you know his striking option up front but you live and die by the olivier yeah yeah i mean if, if if you're wondering about kane's assist pace and we're talking about him getting like 30 plus assists Ozil had the same pace um, early in the season. It was pretty disastrous. <laughs> this seems like a right moment for an Ozil also did it plug. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're working on <laughs> we're working on Mesut's already getting the PR cooking. He's he's seeing the hot seat. He knows mm-hmm. he can come back to the side in January, so he's posting mm-hmm. picks with the fans. Yeah. The guy's an expert. Uh, we can leave. Yeah, we can leave uh, him in the past. But I mean, I loved. I know we're not a big tactics podcast, but you know, we talked a lot about. Um, the man marking of, of Bielsa's team, mm-hmm. the fitness that is required of that team is insane. And they rock with effectively the same 11 uh, all the time. They're not in Europe, so they, they're really doing it once a week. They're actually a team to watch for me over this next stretch of games because starting um, starting next week, we're getting midweek games again. So Leeds, Leeds I'm, I'm curious to know if they can keep up this pace playing with two, three days rest in between. I'm curious if Leeds have that in the tank uh, because they're just they they must exhaust themselves. Yeah, I, I thought Chelsea did a very good job of spacing the field and putting really really talented players in one on one positions and and you know like you said it was a great great game uh, and I think Le- Leeds for the most part stood up to them uh, but Chelsea's class I think won in the end. It's funny you mentioned that because I had this exact thinking that the pace at which the game was played back and forth like nailed to the grindstone. I thought going into the second half, Chelsea was going to fade from this game due to energy levels and their traditional style of play. Like Spurs the week prior was very pragmatic and kind of unlocking a defense, a block. This game was like, yeah, horses out to race. And I thought Leeds was going to fall away towards the end of the game, but it ended up being the opposite. It was Chelsea who sustained pressure and Leeds started to look, you know, heavy legs, heavy touches towards the end. So that was actually a little surprising to me, but... They do they do tail at the end of the game, and they were chasing the game. Obviously, at a point. Maybe Bielsa's so. answer for that is they're not fit enough, so it's more sprints. Well, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it <laughs> is. And I keep getting all these guys confused, like Harrison, Ailing. They're all running. They play because they, they play this man-to-man system. They're all all over the place, playing different positions. They all got weird numbers. It's just it's a crazy team. Mm-hmm. It's organized chaos in the best sense. Le- Leeds is must-watch football. They're as must-watch as any team in the league right now. Without a doubt. I mean, we have to keep an eye on that for game of the week. I don't want to be too employ too much favoritism, but you can't you can't put a, a good leads down James. right now. It's a, it's a, it's a meritocracy. If they deserve it, they're going to keep getting it. Damn right. Great use of word. Is that the word of the day? 
No, it was word of yesterday. Okay. Fantastic. Well done. Well played. I have two things I want to wrap up with here. One is funny and one is serious. Which door would you like to open? I want to go serious first. So I'm serious first later. And then you get your dessert. Fantastic. Uh, Paveda, when the score was 2-1 to Chelsea before that finishing goal from Pulisic to put the game out of sight, uh, Leeds was putting together a little spell of pressure. Paveda refused to go down from a challenge on from Chilwell in the box um, that would have been given as a penalty. Carried on, but the play turned to nothing. You compare this to Connor Cody against uh, Liverpool, who went down very softly from a challenge. And in this case, VAR did its job and rightfully overruled it. But it, it brings up this this conversation of what players should do when they feel contact. You know, the biggest com- complaint a lot of fans have about the game. And you hear it from non-football fans. It's like, oh, soccer players, they, you know, they, they go down so easily. They, they feign injuries and everything. And this was a really sad occasion where it's like the lad who does the right thing, but gets punished for it, quote unquote, for, you know, you know, the play turning into nothing when he could have gone down and got a penalty. I just wanted to get your your take on that. And if there's anything to do, what what can be done? Well, my my take is largely unchanged. Uh, FIFA, believe it or not, James, has not picked up the phone since I last levied my opinion uh, but I'll remind, I'll remind the listeners. Uh, I think you start to you have to really you have to really punish uh, simulation, like really punish simulation. The fact that Connor Cody, when there was clearly no contact, VAR did the right thing, yes, and overturned that decision. The fact that he stayed out of the book tells you everything you need to know. There's no consequences for Connor Cody. There's no reason for him not to do that. You incentivize that, and so you have to take away that incentive. How do you get people, I suppose, to stay up? Um, I don't know. There was an idea that Wenger had. Uh, this isn't for penalties, of course, but to play. Um, basically, you can play a quick free kick to yourself if you're fouled. Um, so effectively, if somebody is, you know, <laughs> takes you out, you take the foul, you just get up and you get on with it. That's a that's a that's a bit of an idea there. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gets circumvents around the professional foul, maybe. Oh. Um, or like a really cynical foul, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just you, you need you need some refs to start making some some good decisions and some difficult decisions. It's not going to be mm-hmm. easy to give a penalty. You know, the, the people are going to be up in arms the first penalty that get, that's gets given when somebody gets kicked and doesn't go down. Someone get, takes a whack on the shin, stays up, fights for the ball, and you give the penalty. People are like, what are you talking about? He didn't impede with his play. You know, it, yeah. It's going to be a mess that way. So it's... It's, 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 a long, it's a long, long process. We're nowhere close to this, and it's not a new, new problem either. But I think first step, you really, really punish... The simulation. You get that out of the game. You have VAR on your side, and I'm 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 not opposed to making it a red card offense. I'm not opposed to making a no contact. You're going and asking for the the the, the, the full on simulation. Full on simulation, a red card offense. Straight red. Yeah. Of course, there's the there's the gray area. Then if somebody falls falls over, like stumbles, you know, clips their own heel, do they get sent off because they just fell down and it wasn't a foul? You know, you'd have to be careful of that. But I'd much prefer a system like that, or even if it's retroactive, where the FA says, hey, that was clear, Connor Cody, that was simulation, you're suspended the next match. You can handle it after the fact. It doesn't need to be real time. But there, there needs to be stricter punishments for skirting the rules, and then hopefully the rules can mm-hmm. get applied a little bit more easier. Yeah. And with Cody, it's just a certain reminder for, for some people who seem to think it's only foreign players who do this. It, everyone does it. Let's just let's just make that very clear. And well, then I think you'd still hit, be talking about it if it was Mane. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think you 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 read my mind. Like 
when you ask what could you have done in Paveda's situation, I don't think you can go down this rabbit's hole of like retroactively giving penalties for players who stay up. Because I think you're going to start having a lot of trouble judging what is a real foul when players stay up. Yeah, we're allowed you know to kick each other a little bit. It's like you have to, you know, I think yeah. you risk you risk it being a no-contact game. And that, like the, the, the Robertson PK, I mean, the, there wasn't a lot in this, but if you're, you're judging it consistently, this one should have been a PK. Yeah. But um, I think I think just to to wrap it up, what you had said, go really firm and hard on punishments of clear um, simulation. I think is probably the best thing you can do to really start taking this seriously, or else we're just going to keep talking and talking about it, just as mm-hmm. the media does. Yeah. Uh, on the funner side of things, the more fun side, we talked about Spygate. We talked about Bielsa being a fixture of this pod because we love him. Did you see what he did in his presser this week? I did not. No, I'm still not real big in the presser games. Oh, I mean, it's been summarized for me on Sport Bible, but that's neither here nor there. Fair when enough. asked who Bielsa would bring in for the injured Robbie Cock in central defense going into the West Ham game, he said it could be Aileen, it could be Phillips. And then the reporter's follow-up question was, oh, I guess you're just going to keep West Ham guessing, huh? And then out of spite, Bielsa goes, no, here's my starting 11. Names <laughs> it on the spot. I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> so good. Keep in mind, it's all through that same translator who's listening to him name is is starting 11 in spanish and he's like oh god <laughs> about to put the team out oh, you know, I, so I, we, we, we've got some great characters of, of managers we got some great refs it's a it's a fun time to be a premier league fan i keep saying it but it's a it's a real fun time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just wait for spurs leads can't wait speaking of spurs patrick why don't you take us into the lame of the week mm. Lame of the week. What was billed as the game of the week, the North London Derby, um, which, you know, it is it's pretty it is damn a, lame. You can ask yeah, anyone. Yeah, you can. Um, well, are we doing the shame or the lame? This is a shame. And this is a shame, I suppose. Uh, it just wasn't really a, all that great of a game. Uh, it wasn't for me, at least. I'm sure I'm Sure, some of our Spurs friends quite enjoyed it. Um, James is the neutral. Did you get a, get a kick out of that game? Uh, No. No, yeah. I didn't. Because uh, it was it was Mourinho Spurs doing Mourinho Spurs shit. I thought the Son goal was absolute class, so you got to stand up and applaud that. Might come up later. I mm-hmm. thought the Harry Kane one absolutely clinical. Um, other than that, I it was it was watching the Titanic sink in the second half, where you know you're trying to bucket out water over the side of the ship that's sinking, and and in that sense, I mean. Arsenal putting what twenty five crosses into the box, but you never thought one of them was going to find the right target. So, the second half, from a neutral perspective, was really watching the clock wind down. Um, I don't imagine Spurs fans were too nervous. I don't imagine Arsenal fans were too hopeful in the second half. So, yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah, I, was, I was I was hoping for uh, I was hoping just to nick a goal out of nothing, and then then the smashing grabs on the table. You know, that's that's what right. I was hoping for. Right. Um, but yeah, I can legitimately say I thought Willian was our best player on the day. I think that that is absolutely true. Um, don't feel good about it. Not at all. Um, but yeah, it was another performance where, I mean, I think he'd, hard to call it a Mourinho masterclass, uh, but you know, he, he, you knew what he was going to do. He did it. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal played mm-hmm. right into his hands. So I think you do have to look at uh, Mikel Arteta's tactics a bit. Obviously, much has been made of his or Arsenal's uh, creativity lull under Arteta. Uh, and the shame is, I suppose, I think Arsenal just really didn't go for it. 
Uh, I think that they've been way too conservative under Arteta this season. I think mm-hmm. that is at the core of it. Uh, and there's there's a frustration brewing, no doubt. And I, I think that Arteta has some some big games big games ahead of him uh, if he wants to be the manager of this club for for much longer. But I, I don't I don't yeah. really know where the board's at. Um, I for one hope that he can get a few results here in in December, even if they're ugly, even if they're ugly. Get and then you know see see if we're going to back them with some actual transfers in January and then if it doesn't get better it doesn't get better, uh, but you know I'd like I'd like to see him get that shot you know I think that Arsenal are so far off the pace um, that there is no quick fix so even if Arteta's not the one uh, I think we owe it to ourselves Arsenal to give it a shot and you know we, sure we're fifteenth uh, I think a relegation battle is a it's always fun to poke fun at the big teams that or the bigger teams so to speak mm-hmm. if they're below the midway point in the table but. Relegation battles off the table. The middle of the table is so congested. Even you know, I, Champions League. I'm 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 already kind of looking looking to the Europa League for that. Sure, uh, but you sure. know, top half of the table fighting for Europa League again. That's certainly within Arsenal's grasp this season. You know, and if they catch a good run of form, sure. But it's it it doesn't look good. There's no escaping that. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the context of limping to the January reinforcements and the games that you're facing in December, um, you mentioned. The style of play and the creativity under Arteta. I think at this point, you, as a neutral, as anybody who watches football, you have to say, if you're not criticizing Arteta, even in the slightest, you're not paying attention. You know, there's clearly sure. there's clearly some deficit to his coaching, but you're you're well documented as backing the Arteta exper- experiment. I don't imagine that's changed, and I also don't think you're a crazy loon, you know, on the outskirts who's still backing Arteta. I'm sure plenty of people do. What is the balance going into December of like? what you need to see what's the cutoff like what are the must wins or or where do you stand on on your yeah, I mean, with him here's here's the thing for me if champions league is on the table through the europa league which it will be i i kind of want to keep things going that's where i stand right now uh, but just flip that thing right on its head a loss to burnley this weekend um you know which burnley which, which, at home burnley at home yeah and i'm not going into this a loss to Burnley at home, with all due respect to Burnley, you know what type of game that they are going to play. You have to take the game to Burnley. This is a game where I think that if Arsenal can't do that or don't do that, um, I, 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 I don't want to say he would have lost the locker room because that certainly doesn't seem like it's the case, but it, you, have to, you have to ask the question, like, what can he get out of these players? Exactly. And we know his players. We know yeah. his players aren't at the required standard. It's it's a pretty bleak looking roster, but it's good enough to beat Burnley. Sure, sure. And it's and it's and you look at any of the results that Arsenal have had this year in isolation and you're like, "Okay, those as one-off results aside from the 3-0 to Villa aren't horrible, but they stack up, right? The loss to Wolves, the loss to 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 Leicester, uh the draw against Leeds. Like we're playing Liverpool and Man City tight, losing by one. You know, something that's actually remarkable is on the same, on equivalent fixtures, Arsenal are actually a point better than they were a season ago. So I can't even believe that that stat exists. Wow. But wow. that is true. <laughs> They've had a very difficult, very difficult schedule. And this is, again, not, not excusing Arteta, but they have played Liverpool away. They've played City away. They've played United away. They've played uh, Leeds away. They have played... Uh, Tottenham away, and they've also had Wolves and Leicester on the schedule. They've played damn near the whole top half of the table to start the season. So that you can take that in context, but there's a whole lot of teams playing those same other teams, playing a lot better football, and sometimes even getting results. And if that 
is an acceptable standard at Arsenal, then it's kind of a sign of the times for how far they've fallen. So mm-hmm. where I stand is I back the Arteta experiment, but there's a point at which you can't just keep experimenting. Like something has to, there has to be some positive signs. We had that last season. That we were behind the defensive football, the counterattacking, you know, play out to Aubameyang, and we were winning games, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I can't remember if I saw it on Twitter or Reddit or whatever it was. Uh, but I told you, James, everyone was saying last year without without Aubameyang, uh, Arsenal would be you know in a relegation battle. And sure enough, he's in the worst form of his life. And yeah. where are we in the table? <laughs> you're so, getting a taste of it. You know, I I, I think that. You're you're gonna love it. It's a little column A, a little column B. You know, Arteta's definitely to blame for what he's getting it's out of his players. Word. The players, the players, all the prime not... heads just want a free iPad. Yeah, <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> um, and, and 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 he's got to do that. He's got to do that. It's the first job of the manager is get the most out of your players. And so, uh, really, what I want, I want it to get to January. I want it. I want to see it out. So he really needs a result at Burnley. Uh, I honestly think he's going to need a result again then midweek at Southampton and. You know, going to Everton at least a draw. I think he gets through those three fixtures with seven points. However, he does it, I guess seven points through those fixtures. Uh, I think he'll get through January. I think anything short of seven points through those fixtures, as good as Southampton, as good as Everton are, Arsenal simply have to be beating mm-hmm. those teams. And so, lo- drawing one, winning one, I think he'll be fine. But I mean, if he loses to Burnley, draw Southampton, you know. It, I'm not going to be defending his job, right? You know, I can still believe that he's going to be a good coach at some t- point, but you know, it's it would be time, it would probably be time at that point. Like we can't we can't just let our season be an experiment. Fair, fairly said, him. sir. And I hope the players do, and I hope the players do. Uh, well, just quickly on Spurs, I know I know that when when Arsenal lose in North London derby, that we like to talk about, um, you know, Arsenal in my feelings, but they. The, they look a fantastic side, well-drilled, absolutely lethal on the counter. They can play Mourinho's brand of football and get results. They're, a, they're going to be a formidable, formidable force. Uh, I think it just comes down to the health of Kane and Son. And then is there any Spursy action toward the end of the year? But I, I, I think you have to consider them you know, full-on title contenders at this point. I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to steer the ship in that direction as well. Uh, I, I was trying to think the last time that you know, granted 10 games in, I was trying to think of the last time the two best informed players in the league were on the same team. And I do think that 100% applies to Kane and Son right now. Like just yeah. on form. They're, the, the way they, they're a part of every single goal, it feels like. Unless the set piece is in the counter, it's Kane to Son or Son to Kane. So scary. Kane just became the all-time leading goal scorer in North London derbies. He's in the, you know, what 27 peak of his career. They are for real. They are for real. Um, before kind of shedding my own personal opinion on it, who's more for real? Because we talked about this other team earlier. Who's more for real in a title challenge alongside Liverpool and City? Chelsea or Spurs? I oh, this is a tough one. I think I think Chelsea only because I'm not sure Harry Kane can play 38 games. Hmm. And I think there's going to be some kind of injury or drop off. And I don't think that they have, and Chelsea's already managed this season with half of their rotational attackers injured, like all the time. Like they're, they're Mm -hmm. showing their squad depth with their performances and their results. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're not doing this a fully fit squad. They're doing this despite having injuries, trying to get a bunch of people into form. I mean, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches that they have obviously, but that's, 
this season, I think, is going to be so open. They're going to see a lot of teams in weird <clears throat> positions in the table. Uh, just to the, the volume of fixtures, the people being, you know, COVID test co- out for the COVID reasons. Yep. Um, there's going to be more and more injuries. We've already seen that. So I think the depth is going to play a huge, huge role. And, mm-hmm. and, and Chelsea have that in spades. Yeah. But I do I, think, I like, to... on their day, I would take I would take Spurs in, like, a I don't know. I don't Obviously not a title. You don't, like, play the title in a game. But... I think I think best eleven versus best eleven. I think Spurs. Yeah, give Mourinho a couple weeks to game plan it out. I'd I'd have to agree, but as far as launching for the title this season, I agree with you as well. I think it's a slight edge to Chelsea. I'm not saying they're favorites over Liverpool. I still think Liverpool are favorite. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's the smart money. But um, yeah, Spurs do have a little bit of that one dimensionality. You know, when when Kane's missing, when Son's missing, how are they going to link up on the counter with as much for thrust? And then it's low block Mourinho defense. Hoiberg's doing a hell of a job shielding that back line. But how long are you going to trust Eric Dyer at center back? You know, it's like that kind of, uh, this is not the right comparison, but it was when Marcus Rojo and Phil Jones got like five clean sheets in a row. It's like, okay, we're rocking with this until like, something right. goes wrong. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I think Hoiberg's in with a shout for team of the season. Uh, he was, he's, he does look like a perfect Mourinho player. Like an absolute, like if he could build mm-hmm. him in a factory, it seems like he, he, even the look, I think everything about him is Mourinho. Yeah. The way Mourinho looks at him, it's all right there to see. Mm-hmm. Did you see him playing around with, um, I forget who was officiating the game. I think it was Martin Atkinson. The, uh, his like foam spray. No, no. Yeah. There was, um, after Kane undercut, um, Gabrielle for the, for the 400th time, uh, Hoiberg's just going around like playing, just kind of poking the. The foam spray on Oliver, or, or on I think it was Atkinson's waist, <laughs> just trying to see how it worked. Look, curious little little dog. Just, oh yeah, yeah. He's we got he's an we interesting got Mar- cat. He's an interesting we, cat. He's got we some got Mourinho on top right now. We got yeah. you know we got first place, early season, nothing going wrong, not a care in the world. Um, let's see what he he'll be doing with that foam spray if they're sitting down in eighth place. If I thought Arsenal could actually win that game, I would have been more pissed. But I do the he like celebrates. Like he celebrated, like basically, um, I don't even think winning a throw-in. I think just making a tackle to lead to a throw-in. Like the guy's just <laughs> insane. He's insane. Like, I, yeah. I, I hate it, but I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure Spurs, brand. Spurs friends are absolutely loving Unique him in brand. the Middle park. Well, before we get to our fun and games, uh, I guess that was the shame of the week, was it? We got a lame. Yeah, lame of the week. Lame of the week. Sheffield, Sheffield United, Leicester. Um, obviously, we've been on Leicester's back lately for their performance and. Sheffield United was actually close to getting their second point of the season. That's pretty uh, pretty damning, but for a late Jamie Vardy winner, so he bails them out yet again. Yeah, I mean, Leicester, Leicester have a little bit of magic in them this season. Sheffield United cannot catch a break. Um, where's, where's the clock on you uh, for Wilder? I don't think he has a clock. I don't really? think Wilder has a clock. My read is that he's given so much to that club in bringing them up and the season they had last season. Uh, I you think I, they ride yeah. with him? I think they I think they ride with him until it might be a little self sack when things are um, unretrievable. It'll be like a little bit of like an "I failed you" mutual parting kind of thing. Yeah, I mean um, they're still playing their ass off. Chef, that's I'm the thing not, that makes, just makes me right. sad. Like they are, they are, they're like he hasn't lost that squad. Like they're going out oh, trying no. to get it done, and they just can't. They just can't get it done right now. Not at all. They just can't seem to click. Like uh, that that Vardy breakaway goal for the two one victory. 
before he absolutely battered that corner flag. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a it was a, a a heavy touch from John Fleck in midfield, and you could see everyone's reaction and the way their heads dropped um, when the when the ball hit the net because they had been playing a tight game, they had been challenging for the win, and then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, something like that, you can't give a chance away to a guy like Jamie Vardy. But they're um, just getting ruthlessly punished for their mistakes right now. Yeah, they are. I mean, this isn't even a take. This is a fact. They are the worst starting team in Premier League history. One point going on, 11 games played. That point was against Fulham. They pay, They failed to pick up a point against West Brom. And by the way, I still feel like Fulham and West Brom are going to be the ones they're rocking with in the relegation zone. So what's on the horizon for them? What can they look to manufacture? It's it's Southampton coming up, and then it's United. Yeah. It's, um. You know, it's tough. It's tough going. I even think they brought in Ryan Brewster as one of their, you know, record signings or, or at least high up there as far as the money goes. And and he's being benched now for like the tried and true Ollie McBurney. So it's a tough state of affairs. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the kid just doesn't have it. Um, just got a little too hyped up at Liverpool. Things are on F2 Academy as well. So not sure mm. if he's, he's really got it all, um, but he was hyped. So we'll see. We'll see. He could still come good. He's only 20. Yeah. Lad's got time. Any anything to say about Leicester? Does this change your opinion about them, or is it just a reminder of what Jamie Vardy does for that team? No, I think that I think that that team is just a bit magical. I think Jamie Vardy is he, he's just a big he's just a big time player. He really is. He's just mm-hmm. a he's just a baller is what it comes down to for me. Um, so if if there's an opportunity for the game to be stolen, he's always going to be there to take it. He takes his chances so damn well. Puts himself in great positions. Fun team to watch. I I I just don't think that they have. Quite frankly, I don't think that they have the quality and the squad depth to compete at the top of the table. And they're you know you can't. I mean, maybe they can. They've done it before, but you can't kind of keep these types of wins going. Uh, I think you it will catch up to you when you're you're not taking your chances early in games. So hmm. uh, I do think it'll catch up hmm. to them. Uh, but they're yeah. I mean they're 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 still well, well, well in the, in the Champions League races for me. You know, I, yeah. I don't think that that's, that's an issue, but I don't think that they have a title. Well, starting late and, you know, getting those comeback goals does not seem to be a problem for the informed team of the league, Manchester United. No, no. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> definitely yeah. not. Definitely nothing to read into there. No, no warning signs. Mans gets out of the bottom of the table for two weeks. He's got a big head. <laughs> Uh, the way Arsenal and United fans banter each other, just like the guys trying to scrape and claw out of the bottom of the pool. I texted Carl on, um, or Carl texted me rather. Uh, I won't. I will never text him first. It's out of respect, mm. and he knows that. Uh, but he did. He did text it's an me. An absolute respect play on the about the United, uh, the United Champions League result, which yeah, we're not yeah. going to talk about. No, and let him know it felt nice just to you know. Have someone else that was shit again. You know, it's just, I, I needed a little bit of company. I don't care who it is. I feel like I'm always the one that needs company. But I, we are. You, you, you can't be shit alone. And United, United hook it up more than any other team. So shout out United. Patrick, United is Arsenal who refuse to accept that they're Arsenal. Does that make sense? Well, I got news for you. I think Arsenal refuse to accept that they're Arsenal. <laughs> no one wants to be Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> that much is clear. No, I mean, ever since we started Prem de la Prem, I think the trajectory has been very clear. Uh, yeah. Banter you clubs know, unite. James, if this goes on, I'm taking a year off at some point, and if And then I think Arsenal win the league. If that happens, 
then it's a sign then, on God. Yeah. All right, Patrick. Shame, shame. We started match week match week one in first place. All downhill from there. <sighs> Who were yeah, full, full of three on. nothing on the road. Spanked them. I remember that day. Beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. Patrick, mm. it's a little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. What is it? It's a little bit leave it. 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 I don't have a whole lot to touch on here. I just want to address some concerns for my investors. It appears that Gareth Bale was a healthy scratch for the North London Derby this past weekend. Needless to say, he did not score a goal. But hold on just one second. They go again, March 13th. So I'm fully expecting my take to come good. Don't worry. Gareth Bale will score a goal against Arsenal in the North London Derby. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, Arsenal and Spurs are also both still in the EFL Cup. They could be drawn together in rounds of the FA Cup and the Europa League. So let's not go trashing that take just yet. There's plenty of ball left to be played. Patrick. Yes. That's it. I have nothing new, but I did remember a good one that I had, which is I did predict Dominic Calvert-Lewin was going to win the Golden Boot. That one's looking pretty solid, despite the amazing form of Sone. Calvert-Lewin is still atop the goal scorers list uh, with 11. Sone is on 10. Yeah. If you were wondering, both of them would be on pace to break Mohamed Salah's record of 32. And then mm. Salah and Jamie Vardy are currently on pace for 31. So goals are flying early in the season. Record book. It's on notice. It's on notice. We got a we got a top goal scorer alert, and you got nine people on seven or more, which for this point in the season, eleven games in, it's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. My my cool throne of the week is on pace stats before halfway through the season. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Calvert Lewin about to shatter all these records. God, yeah, <laughs> these stats are great. Um, I'm debating whether or not to to cook up a Sheffield United take, but I'm not ready to give up on them yet. I'm not ready to give up on them yet. They just look very, very bad. You know what, James? I'm actually ready to not give up on them. They're staying up. Leave it. Ooh. Oh. Now. I'm backing them. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and jump in on that. That's a double. Mm, double down. That's a double. We believe, a- in, we believe in Sheffield United. This is a pro. Believe in Chris Wilder. We'll see you next time on Ruin Your Credentials. This is very (laughs) pro Sheffield United podcast. Very anti Fulham West Brom podcast. We've drawn the line. Why don't you come and meet us on the battlefield? Yeah. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we're just gonna basically have to hype up everyone else in the relegation battle. Burnley, Brighton, Arsenal. We'll make sure that they're all doing good, and we'll we'll clear this clear this bottom of the table out. Down go Fulham and West Brom. No mm-hmm. problems. I mean, Sheffield United, real bad. That's a good, that's actually a good little bit. Leave it, James, because that one is a that's a that's a mad move. This take, yeah, real bad. Yeah, it's not great. But uh, we, you know, we've always been been ones to lead with our head, like um, like Lamella when he's going to get that concussion for the protocol for the mm-hmm. culture. For the culture. lead with the head. All right, freak of the week. Uh, I got I got two. What are you rocking with? I got one, so I'll take the meat of the sandwich. Okay, I'll be the rye bread as per usual. First one, Paul Pogba, Mino Rayola. We're not going to talk too much about the games, but this is a little bit of a therapy session for me. What a what a rat move! What an absolute rat move! How are you going to do us like that, Mino Pogba, to not come out and say anything untoward towards the agent's actions? 
it's downright sad, Patrick. It's downright disgraceful. And uh, I actually like Pogba as a person. I think he's a good lad. But I would be completely happy if he never plays for the club again. So I just want that on record. Well, thanks for putting it on record. Well, James, this is a rye bread sandwich because my freak of the week is Mino Raiola. Yeah. Uh, I think he represents everything that is wrong with age and influence in the game right now. And, yeah, I think it was hilarious that he decided we just to do ordered. This. We just ordered the same thing at the deli. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, oh, is that yours? No, it's mine. Swiss so cheese. you want a loaf of bread? Uh, anyway, Mino, it's... I get, I get what he's doing. I get why players want to be with him because they can always get whatever move they want when he's in charge. Uh, but I, I, um, I'm a believer in karmic justice. I don't think this can last forever. I hope agent fees get out of the game. I hope the leagues and the, um, and the clubs kind of band together. No one needs to be paying them. They're not facilitating shit. So people, players want to go. They want to leave. They can make it happen. There's, there's, there's ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Pogba, Pogba can get the uh, the honorable mention um, because he's he's at, at the very least complicit, and that's um, at the very least complicit. I think that's yeah. I think that's the nicest way you could put it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious, but it is a freak <laughs> move that I'm sure you uh, did. I'm sure you did. Yeah. No, I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was great, but it was just it yeah, it's, it's They did the move. interview a week prior. Dropped they, it on the Monday. They know exactly what they're doing. They dropped it the, on the Monday. They yeah, looked I hope at the schedules. They knew they I mean they you said it, it was before the Champions League fixture, before the 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 Manchester derby. It's just yeah, it's just a rap move. Yeah, well, maybe we did the Pogba versus Ozil debate at the exact right time because I think they're both going to be chilling on Twitter for a little while. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. I don't know how much self-respect we have at United, but that's for another pot at another time. Right. All right, the thin slice of roast beef to go between this rye bread sandwich. So just for, the, just for the visual, we did rye bread on top of rye bread and then roast beef on top. No, we're sliding a thin slice through the middle. Oh, okay. Interesting. Continue. As a sandwich is meant to be. Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool's kit man got their goalkeeper's name wrong uh, on the jersey. So Allison's obviously been out. They have this, what seems to be young Irish lad, Kaleem Keller. And uh, they just straight up misspelled his name on the jersey. And, and this just goes back to having one job and being decent at that job. Um, maybe he got a bad look at the uh, the the roster sheet, but... Yeah, misspelled a player name on the jersey. Never a great look. Yeah, that's real bad. Real bad. I understand it. I don't think they do names on the uh, the youth kits because they get swapped around so much. So, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah, but the kit man, I mean, you can't blame them. Do you think the kit man in uh, Liverpool knows how to spell? <laughs> he just goes with feel. Mm. Gut feel. Or feel, maybe feel maybe sticky. they were like, you got the name wrong and he pushed back. He's like, no, I didn't. Double that's down. Meant to be. Yeah, he's one of those people mm-hmm. at work. Okay. No, you got you got your name wrong. Just the poor kids, just like okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you All out right. There. Have a good game, son. You'll never walk alone. Men of culture, Patrick. Uh, I, it, we always do tend to fumble over our words um, in explaining things that are very very serious, but I do think it is worth us touching on what happened with Istanbul. 
and PSG and the racist incident that occurred with uh, the fourth official there. Yeah, um, big yikes. Not what you want to see. Um, so for those of you who are out of the loop, uh, the video's online, so you can, if you want to hear, hear what was said, go look, look it up. Seemed like When discussing port- sensitive topic, Prem de la Prem host has big yikes to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my intro. My intro was big yikes. No, but... It, got it, got it. It was, it, it was. Look, I, I, I with, as, as much as, you know, a, a relatively privileged white man can have an opinion on race, I'll do my best. I don't think that there was much intent here, but I think that, especially in today's day and age, um refereeing at the international level you know he's like hey we're speaking romanian but mm-hmm. this is there's a reason that everyone was communicating in english as part of kind of the uefa guidelines that the mm-hmm. officials need to be able to communicate in english the coaches the players so that everyone can kind of have that universal language you need to understand how the context of your words can be interpreted in that uh, in in english right and then how, how how that can be culturally Im- impactful so i don't mm-hmm. know i would don't suspect that this guy had any sort of racial intent uh, but it was certainly, at the very least, uh, ignorant. And maybe there's some, some racial undertones that um, I'm even being a little bit ignorant to um, and not really fully understanding, to, to be mm-hmm. frank. But um, what it was nice to see was, you know, however you interpreted the incident, uh, the players bonding together, banding together, rather, uh, PSG in a game that, you know, quite frankly, they needed to play. Uh, Neymar, Mbappe leading from the front, uh, more than happy to walk off with the Istanbul team. It was nice to see that level of solidarity uh, amongst the players and trying to get this matter resolved. Obviously, uh, racism has no place in the game. It's kind of a joke that it's still, still, still topic of conversation. But it's not just the game, I suppose. So, yeah, it's going to have to keep coming up. Well, Patrick, I don't think I could be additive to that if unless I just wanted to hear myself say the things that more or less you just said. So I think we'll leave it at that. It was pretty well said. Um, and then, yeah, just in a little positive note forward how united the two teams were and and you know everyone else around social about addressing this the same way and then being very adamant in in how it's to be you know perceived and addressed moving forward it was it was um it was impressive but there it's clear there's work to be done um especially from the governing bodies so yeah i hope they can use this as like a learning thing not vilify the guy If, if, if if it was you know Right. Lack of intent. Use this as like an education tool for UEFA, their officials, uh, how teams interact with each other, yeah. and kind of make it kind of like a bastion of, it rings, of, of good. It, it rings of like a bit true a to... Uh, but I don't have that much faith in yeah. uh, our social media culture to give this guy no. a second chance. No. It, it, it rings a little bit true to that uh, that Cavani incident where, I mean, you, right, you would take point. him at his word that he wasn't slinging a racial slur at someone followed by like a high five and a heart emoji, you know, contextually just seems a little strange, but you have to understand and you have to be coached from the positive way versus vilifying. Like you said, that this is a very, like, it's a very sensitive um, topic to tread and you have to treat it the right way and understand how some people might perceive it. Yeah. And and to be fair, this all happened during a sending off. So this was during a tense time. This wasn't like a little friendly social media post. So I think that, yeah, there's, there certainly needs to be, um, you know, it needs to be addressed. Respect for context and also coaching in the right way. Yeah. Yeah, You can't, you can't, you can't refer to people like that, even if it's, you know, that wasn't your intent. Right. Okay. Moving on. Goal of the week. Um, I, 
So I have a goal of the week. I, I would probably like to hear yours first. You'd probably like to hear mine first. Did you just would, assume that I'm not giving it to Sone and I'm giving it to Pogba instead? Because you're damn right. I'm giving it to Pogba. <laughs> yeah. The Bruno Fernandez uh, pullback. It, it, obviously, Sone's goal um, is, was incredible. Um, I'll still blame Bellerin for it. But Sone's goal is incredible. Pogba's goal for me, I, it's just there's something about – I think it's just because – Every single one of us who've ever played soccer, how many times have you run the drill where the ball gets laid across and you hit it? And that situation never presents itself in a game where you just get oh. a nice clean hit on a smooth rolling ball across the floor and he, he hit it as pure as you can. So, yeah. And I you're doing it in stone. travel soccer practice when you, you, you hoof it over the bar and you're going to get the ball in the parking lot. No one's, no one's shagging balls for you. If I had a, ro- a rosy ball returner growing up, I'm convinced I'd be a pro by now. I just think I would have more time practicing and less time chasing balls. I'd spend five minutes mm-hmm. going to get the ball. I'd kick it right across the street. The breakdown right was about 50-50 of like chasing and shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you always had yeah. to smack it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my oh, goal yeah. of the week. That's my goal of the week. There were some good goals this week, not even just those two. There were some bangers. All right, well, you know, props. I think uh, rewind to Sunday when that Pogba goal went in, and it was a little bit of squeaky bum time making sure that the ball was definitely in bounds from that uh, Dean Henderson cross. And I'm so yeah. glad VA- VAR was there to confirm that it was, in fact, in bounds, and we can leave it at that. Um, mm. Yeah, I mm. thought it was a turnaround in the season, but Forgot here we are. That. Beautiful goal. Beautiful goal. Credit to Pogba for that beautiful goal. Uh, I'm giving it to Hyungman Son. Just why? The pickup, the dribble. <laughs> What upon which merit? <laughs> On what grounds are you awarding this goal of the week? <laughs> I'm I clearly have an agenda because he was my goal of the season um, contender as well. So I got I got a soft spot for Sonny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it was a beautiful hit. Beautiful mm-hmm. hit. Enough said. Maybe you'll see it on the gram. Degenerate District, uh, I listened back to what you laid out last week, the donkey chariot and such, and it, it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. Why don't you talk us through where your head's at? You, last, you, last week, you were in a take contested threes mindset. I'm mm-hmm. curious how that's aged um, over the past few days. Well, I am healthily in the green through the Champions League. So I am moving on up. I expect big things in the Europa League today, Thursday, of course. But the Premier League, I do need to get back on track. I do owe that update. This is about the Premier League. Yeah, it, it's all it's I, about. I do owe that update to the investors. And here's what I think, James. I think that there's a lot of really, really good meatballs this week. I think we got a meatball sub on the table. But I'll get to my lock of the week first. My lock of the week, James... I'm taking the hot hand. I am taking Leicester plus 105 versus Brighton at home. Leicester's winning these games. Okay. They're at home. I think they they usually take care of the smaller sides. They really do. Yeah. I think that they I think they're going to put this yeah. one to bed and you're getting it at even odds. You get most Leicester games at even odds. You don't get them as heavy favorites that often. So, uh, it's basically doubling your money if you can get uh, if you can get this win. So, I think you're getting back on, on track with this one. This one's endorsed. Got it. Yeah, so uh, I got a few Crocs, James. I have um, so many meatballs that I do have the meatball sub parlay. Uh, and I'm just going to include, you can take any one of those meatballs out of the parlay that you want. But I'm going to start with the Crocs. Uh, I'm doing this a little bit different. Uh, Crocs, I'm just saying lines that I think are attractive at plus 200 this week, uh, at over plus 200. So what this means is one of these lines hit, we're covering the other two bets. 
understood on the circumstances here, James. Two of them hit were well in the green. Seems fair enough. United did the double over City last year. They are God at home. damn it. Stop they mushing are, my team, Patrick. They are plus Stop talking about United. I don't want to hear it. They're plus 330, James. They did the double over City last year. Oh. It is worth a shout. I'm so sick of this. Is it Ollie facing we're the gonna sack? Have, we're going to have Ollie facing the sack? Because if it's no, Ollie facing the sack. He's not facing the sack. He's facing the board just the came out and said sack. they're seeing the board just came out and said they're seeing clear progress. That's what they say before they sack everybody, James. <laughs> We're, they said we're putting a title challenge together. Patrick, we see do not touch this bet. In our Nobody at home, touch this bet. Of Leave Julian it. Nagelsman and or Mauricio Pochettino. Oh. That's one of them. Number two. We'll, we'll be having words. We'll be Villa. having words. Villa away to Wolves, plus 230. I think Wolves without Jimenez, not the same team. Villa, pretty volatile team if we're being honest. But they're capable of beating anybody in this league on their day. So plus 230 away to Wolves. Worth the shout. Fine. Another one that I think is worth a shout is actually West Ham plus 225 away to Leeds. As much as we talk about Leeds, as much fun as they are, Leeds are not getting results. They are 14th in the table. They mm. just aren't, it's not happening for them. West Ham, on the other hand, pretty good form uh, with the exception, their, last, their only two losses in their last five are to Manchester United and to Liverpool. Um, obviously, they were up in that game. Uh, and then they've taken care of business elsewhere. So I'm actually putting West Ham on here as well. So when two when two two of those we're doing great. When one of them you're doing a little bit burden breaking even. It's worth it. Worth it there on my Crocs. See, all those other ones were so rational. I just wish you could be consistent. Well, James, I am who I am. And the meatball sub, which again, <laughs> it's basically I'm taking all these individually, but I'm also putting them in the sub. So I'm putting as a nod to who I am as a person, meatball sub time. Meatball sub, uh, first meatball is my lock, which is Leicester versus Brighton. Second meatball sub, I do trust Arsenal. I'm backing them this weekend at home to Burnley. If I can't back them in this game, I can't fucking back them at all. So we're backing yeah. them. And Very valid. If it doesn't happen, they're off the books until they prove otherwise. Or Wednesday when they play Southampton. I'm also putting in Newcastle home to West Brom. That's at plus 115. That seems worth a shout on its own. Uh, Arsenal is one, minus one eighty to less to, to, to versus Burnley. Newcastle back off the COVID train. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well rested. Well rested. Uh, maybe a little winded. They might get a little winded early, but they will be well rested. Um, West Brom just lost five one to Palace. They are they're hot trash. Southampton minus one forty home to Sheffield. Love it. Love it as much as I love Sheffield. Tottenham away to Palace minus one thirty five. Liverpool. Minus 305 away to Fulham. Um, that one I'm not going to take. I'm taking the minus one and a half, but I'm putting the 305 in the, in the meatball sub. I see. I see. Okay. That does it. That just about does it. Patrick, on the side, I'm going to need you to look up likelihood of or odds of Ben Teke scoring against Spurs. Uh, he broke out the silencer twice, the LeBron silencer, and his two goals against West Brom when they were a man up. And uh, he had the supreme confidence like he has not scored. Like he's a guy who has scored for the season before that. So so you want Ben Teke to score. I'll get you that by the end of your outro. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, well, that just about does it for us over at Prem de la Prem. We said 45, we're looking at 55. We're just a shade off, but we're honing in that scope, guys. 
We're coming to the end of 2020. I hope we helped you guys get through this year, made it a little brighter um, with our ridiculous sayings and takes across a COVID season. Patrick, help me wrap this one up. What do you got, Benteke odds? Plus 300. Oh, that is not nearly spicy enough. Trash it, can it. And now, tell me, what was your favorite movie you saw under the age of 10? 101 Dalmatians. Okay, no animated. further questions, Your Honor. Of animated. course the animated, yeah, thank you for clarifying. Of course the animated version. On behalf of Patrick, this is James. We'll see you next week for a recap. Manchester Derby, I'm sure it'll go great. Arsenal, Burnley, I'm sure that'll go great too. You'll hear it right here from us on Prem de la Prem. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.